Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. Jesus is truly the Good Shepherd. And that's important for us to know, because so often in the midst of our lives, we all have the need for a shepherd. That's the subject and the title of today's message, which is based on John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30, and Psalm 23. It starts out with some thoughts on, well, life. Well, let me just say this. I love days like this, like this one in the church, because days like this serve to remind us not only of the abundant love and the extravagant welcome we have in Christ, but it also tells us something about the abundance of life's promise, its joy, and all of its wonder. But that said, can I also just say this? For all of its joy and all of its wonder, life can also at times be troubling, unpredictable, and overwhelming. I mean, never mind that these days we all seem to be living in what a Mennonite pastor by the name of Ryan Algrim refers to as a time of troubled waters, a time when there's a steady churning of, of war and pandemic, inflation, and and sharp political division that's happening all around us, unending, it seems. I mean, that's upsetting enough. That's troubling enough. But truthfully, got to tell you, all it really takes for our lives to go off balance is, is a regular day-to-day -day stuff we all have to face, right? You know, problems at work, health issues, one of our kids having problems we can't easily fix, having, as they say, too much month at the end of the money. Basically, what I'm talking about here is the ongoing conundrum of life being one darn thing after another. I'll tell you what, friends, I need to tell you this. I lead a very happy life. I love my job. I am blessed by God in more ways than I can even begin to express to you. But I would be less than honest with you if I did not confess here that there are moments, not very often, mind you, but every once in a while, that life has become such that I would just as soon run away from it all as far and as fast as possible. In fact, as my family will attest, when this happens, my response to it all always seems to come down to pretty much the same scenario. Taking my cues from Holy Scripture, I simply grumble to myself and to anyone else who will listen, or maybe don't want to listen but have to. I will proclaim, one of these days, one of these days, I'm just going to go off and raise sheep. Think of this. It'll be great. It'd be just like the Psalms, wouldn't it? Like David before me, I'd be sitting beneath a shady tree situated on a grassy hillside. I would be cradling a tender little lamb in my arms while keeping casual watch over a flock that has been grazing along the shoreline of a fresh and serene freshwater pond, just basking in the spirit. 
No phone, no lights, no motor cars, not a single luxury. Not entirely like Robinson Crusoe, but as primitive as can be. But best of all, with no problems, no problems in life, no problems of stress whatsoever, with nothing to do all day except enjoy the sunshine and play John Denver songs on my guitar all day. Now, all of this, of course, is a fantasy. And it's also, by the way, a misconception. Some of you might remember having read a wonderful little book that was entitled A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. It was written some years ago now by the late Philip Keller, who worked not only as a pastor and an author, but he also for a long time was a shepherd. And he saw in this book to compare the beautiful images we find in Scripture with the realities of shepherding life, which turns out to be, to say the very least, brutal. To begin with, wrote Keller, as a shepherd, you're always moving from the high country in the summer down steep and rugged hills into the valley in the days that lead up to winter. There are dangers every step along the way, too. There are rampaging rivers in the flood. There are avalanches. There are rock slides. There are poisonous plants. There are ravages of predators that raid the flock. And then there are the awesome storms of sleet and hail and snow. Thank you, Reverend Keller. In other words, there's going to be little or no time left for guitar playing. And most certainly, no respite at all from the stresses and strain of life. So as much as it is tempting to hope for it, maybe there's no raising sheep for me at all, ever. Keller did go on to say in his book that for a good shepherd, all of this would be very familiar. And he would, would recognize almost immediately that this wild but wonderful country would be well-known like the palm of his strong hand. A good shepherd, Keller wrote, would never take his flock any place where he had not already been before. He would be fully prepared to safeguard his flock and tend them with skill under any circumstance that comes along, accepting any danger as it is his own, even if that means laying down his life for the sheep. He would do all of this, and so much more besides, because, because those sheep are his own. Or if I can put it in another way, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I was thinking about this recently, and I realized that what I really need in the midst of all of life's overwhelming circumstances is not so much to be a shepherd, but to have a shepherd. And unless I miss my guess, much the same probably holds true for you. Now, I know, I know. I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm not a sheep. I don't want to be a sheep. I have no intention of becoming a sheep. I'm a grown-up. I can make my own decisions. I don't need to be herded around like some farm animal. I can be my own shepherd. Thank you very much. Well, maybe, maybe. But what about those times in life when we become so overwhelmed with life's difficulties that we literally do not know what we're supposed to do next? 
What about those moments when we find ourselves floundering about on life's pasture, filled with all manner of hunger, but it turns out that there is very little grass on which to graze? Because, friends, sooner or later, that's the kind of thing that happens to all of us. And truth be told, some of that stuff that happens to us ends up being more than merely a temporary rough patch. It's life. So often in life, you and I stand in the need of of comfort, really. The kind of comfort that can only come from the one who makes us to lie down in green pastures, the one who leads us beside the still waters, the one who restores our soul when we feel like it's been lost. In the midst of everything that will suddenly go off kilter in our lives, we have a need for a truly good shepherd. A shepherd who is so perfectly loving, so incredibly careful, that the sheep in his care can live out their lives in safety and in peace. For you see, whatever else goes on in our lives, and there's a lot that goes on in our lives, we all stand in the need of love. Right? Love freely given. Love wholly demonstrated. Love that is discovered in simply hearing the sound of the shepherd's voice and then following it where it leads. Of course, therein lies the challenge for all of us. And it's this. How do we know that we're actually hearing that voice, much less recognizing it for whose it is? In our gospel text for this morning, there is a group of Jews who are there for the festival of the dedication, and they gather around Jesus as he's walking in the temple. And they ask him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jesus does answer them plainly, though not in the way that they're expecting. Isn't that always the way with Jesus? I have told you, he says, and you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Now, it's almost certain that what Jesus said there did not sit well with these people who were very pious and religious Jews who had come to Jerusalem for this festival. In fact, if you read just beyond our passage today, you are going to find out that they were so convinced of Jesus' blasphemy in this matter, the very notion that they'd be the ones on the outside looking in, that they immediately, were told, took up stones again to stone Jesus. Which is interesting because, in fact, what Jesus was saying was not so much a critique of their faith as it was calling them out for their inability or unwillingness to listen. Don't you understand, Jesus was saying? Haven't you seen that the Father and I are one? Weren't you listening? Because it was all right there all along. It was there in the works of healing and caring. It was in the truth of Jesus' teachings and the wonders of his love extended even unto the least and last of all. 
in this and so much more, could easily be heard the voice of the true Messiah, the one good shepherd who would lead his flock beside the still waters of hope. So you see, what we have in this text is a shepherd Christ who is calling them forward. And yet such was their anger or else their sense of religious propriety or, or maybe even their lack of utter openness to God's leading them that they wouldn't, they couldn't hear his one true voice. And thus they found themselves far apart from the shepherding that they truly needed. And if that sounds like a long time ago, if that sounds like not how we would respond, if it feels like certainly we would have recognized that voice, understand this. Even you and I will have that kind of spiritual deafness from time to time. By that I mean that perhaps we have found ourselves in times and situations in which we are yearning for some kind of word, any word from God. And yet, we're so overwhelmed by what seems to be the prevailing darkness and the corruption of life, we hear nothing, that, at least nothing we recognize as being divine in nature. I ask you, how many times have there been when we have set our gaze heavenward and we have asked, please, God, please, I'm not asking for much, just, just a little kind of a sign. How many times have we made that same request of Jesus that those worshipers at the temple were giving him? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. If you are God, let me know right now. Give us a burning bush. That should be easy. A booming voice, a bolt of lightning. Or at the very least, provide us with some kind of Damascus Road experience like that of Paul. That moment when we got that clear, unmistakable voice that assures us that our faith is real. That life is ultimately good and that evil will not have the last word. My dear friends, in a world of terror as well as in our lives filled with uncertainty and fear. Turns out that we're not at all unlike those people at the portico of Solomon. For each one of us have had times when we desperately cry out from our hearts for a shepherd. Please, a shepherd. A shepherd who will call to us, who will bring us to green pastures, who, who will sit with us beside still waters, who will give us the love and care we need, even if that means walking with us through the darkest of life's many valleys. It makes you wonder, you know, that perhaps we don't listen for the shepherd's voice in the right way sometimes. That is to say, listening with our hearts as opposed to just our ears. You know, friends, so often it is when we step away from all the voices that are clamoring for our attention in this age and when we quiet ourselves down for a bit, when we stop trying to discern the great roar of signs and wonders, but rather hone in on the tiny rustles of hope and healing and love, the things that can be heard all around us, that's when we begin to hear a voice that will sound unmistakably like that of the Good Shepherd. It happens if we listen. 
It can be heard in graceful words of care and concern that were spoken to us at just the right time, that brought peace into what felt all the world like an impossibly unsettled situation. You hear it in the little happenstances. I never call them coincidences, by the way. In the little happenstances that brought us to a good place at the perfect time. That brought us into the company of of neighbors and friends and family members who love us. And who have also, maybe, stood in the need of our care and support. It can be heard in the emotional or spiritual insights that were heretofore unimagined, but right now, amazingly and profoundly, gave us the strength and courage and faith it's required for the living of these days. And yes, friends, it can be heard in the voices of many courageous first responders and caregivers who rush in boldly to bring healing and life to a hurting world. And often those first responders who bring hope to our desperate seeking hearts. It's all right there. What we need to do is to listen. Amidst the many and varied times, places, and people of our lives and living, if we listen, we might just recognize a familiar voice, one we can trust and follow where it leads. And where does it lead? Always and ever, besides still waters, always to that place where our souls are restored and where our lives begin again and are renewed. Each one of us here, my dear friends, has need for a shepherd. And truly for us to know his love and care, all that really needs to happen for us is to listen for the shepherd's voice, that voice of the one who truly knows us. Because whatever other uncertainties there are in this life, beloved, this much we can be certain about. That shepherd, that shepherd knows who we are. The shepherd knows what we're about. The shepherd knows our strengths and our weaknesses. And the shepherd loves us because of them and despite them at times. The shepherd knows the kind of dark and difficult terrain along the way that inevitably causes us to struggle. And even then, even amidst life's darkest valleys, we can fear no evil, for we know that we will be guided through the worst that life can bring. And all the while, we can dare to proclaim, because we know it's true, that goodness and mercy shall follow us, all the days of our lives. I hope and pray that each one of us today and always will come to know that voice for ourselves so that we can freely receive of the abundance of that goodness and mercy and truly that we might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And that's the message entitled, The Need for a Shepherd. It was recorded during our May the 8th service of worship at East Congregational Church in Concord, New Hampshire. 
And with that, we come to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and not only do I thank you for listening today, but as we're now approaching the third anniversary of this podcast, I also want to say thank you for your continued support of it. I know that there are a lot of you out there who listen regularly, and I really do appreciate it. And in that regard, I'd love to hear from you about this podcast or anything else on your mind. You can do that by pressing the message button on the podcast page online, or by contacting me directly via the Love to Tell the Story Facebook page. Either way, I hope you'll keep in touch. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.